Yeah, I'm like, okay, is he talking to him? Is he talking to me? Right. So in terms of uh, – and I was saying that we're professionals. Look at this. Okay, so in- – <laughs> All right. Are you ready to set sail? I know I am. This episode of Wayfinding Growth is going to be absolutely amazing. Mr. Remington, I'm going to play this intro. Then I'm going to come back to you. Let's get into this. Are you immersed in a sea of business advice and education but not sure what to embark on first? Instead of adding to the ocean of information, we're here to help you navigate it like a pro. The Wayfinding Growth Podcast will help you take a deep dive into new actionable strategies, tools, and tactics to help you grow. So start charting a course for business growth as you explore a better way to grow further, faster, with your hosts, Remington Begg and George B. Thomas. All right, and I love that intro. That intro is absolutely amazing. It makes me want to go, like, fish or snorkel or something. Remington, how are you doing today, fine sir? I'm doing good. I think that intro makes us want to navigate growth, but that's just me. No, things are going great over here. Yeah, this guy always talking about growth, always talking about growth. You know, speaking of growth, Remington, today we have a guest among guests. He's like royalty when it comes to the YouTubes and to creating video content and helping people. If I would boil down this person to his core, it's like just loving to be helpful, which is amazing. I, I totally go with that. You know me. This is how you rock. This is how I rock. You know what? We should quit teasing this. Let's go ahead and show the Wayfinding Growth viewers and – well, the listeners can't see it. See, that's why you shouldn't be listening. You should be watching. Anyway, we're about to show who our guest is. Nick, why don't you talk to the people about who you are, what you do – my name is Nick Nimmin. Um, I teach people how to grow YouTube channels, make videos, and all types of other YouTube-related stuff. I've been on YouTube since 2014, and I've went wow. through that struggle, right? Everybody's taken notice of me in the past, like, year and a half, you know, just like all stories like this. Um, but, you know, before that, you know, I started out, had no idea what I was doing, just like everybody else, and had to go through those learning curves. Um, I've built a very successful business around what it is that I do on YouTube. Um, again, that's another thing that over the past, you know, year and a half ish, um, has turned out fantastic. Um, and before that, you know, it was a struggle just like, you know, just like the, the similar story, uh, that you hear. But, um, for me, my passion is basically empowering content creators with the tools, resources, and information that they need, um, in order to actually get results in whatever it is that they're doing when they're creating content. Yeah, I love this. And what I want the viewers and listeners to know is when we talk about content creators, I don't want anybody to get this mixed up. Like you as a business today should be a content creator, whether it's written content, it's video content. And some of the things, the problems that we face when we realize that we have to be these, and I'm using air quotes, media companies, is that it's consistency is difficult. Um, setting a strategy in place is crazy. And then staying committed to that uh, – uh, strategy that you now have in place is crazy. Again, we're going to talk to Nick Nimmin. It's from nicknimmin.com, or you should check out tubertools.com. That's amazing as well. You know, the thing I think of Remington, I, I'm super curious if you have something to say about this, but when Nick was telling uh, his little intro story, I was like, oh, oh, another overnight success. Just kidding. Just kidding. Like, isn't it funny how people <laughs> think about the grind? And then all of a sudden there's this point where like, oh, this guy just started doing this yesterday. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, you know, I actually heard another podcast where um, Mike Volpe is was on. I believe it was Ground Up, and he's talking about, you know, he basically was, was essentially standing on a soapbox for about three or four years talking about inbound, and then suddenly he was in front of fifteen thousand people, and they're like, "Oh, I wish I could be Mike Volpe. That looks so easy," you know. 
it's uh it's one of those things that you aren't you aren't known until you are and then everyone thinks that that was just handed to you so you know i love this being committed to actually going in a certain direction i think it's to the core of what this whole podcast is about so welcome nick this is gonna be fun thank you i appreciate that you know and you were, you were just talking about commitment um, also, and I think that that's that's one of the things that people really have to, um, you know, be on board with when it comes to this stuff, because, you know, like you were just saying, you know, nothing, nothing happens overnight. And in order to actually make that thing happen, because we all have this vision, right? We all have this thing of like, hey, I would like to live a life like this. I would like to design my lifestyle so that I can do these particular things so that I can have these experiences so that I can reach these particular people and all of that. And there's a long, grueling time-consuming process and a lot of effort that has to go into actually, you know, bringing that to fruition, so to speak. And, you know, that comes with that commitment. Like, you have to commit and say, you know what, no matter what, if I have to, like, stay up late some nights, if I have to, you know, like, skip out on some other stuff that I might like doing, if I got to, I hate to say this, guys, but if I got to turn off Game of Thrones in order to make mm. this happen, then then that's what I have to do in order to be 100%. able to to reach that spot that I'm trying to uh, trying to get to. And a lot of people, you know, let's just call it what it is. A lot of people just are not willing um, to do that because it's 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 that mix of well, sure, I want to balance everything out and things like that. And balance is fantastic, but you can also balance along with a stronger dedication to the grind, so to speak. One of the things that's incredibly obvious right now is he's had that conversation once or twice as well as oh, that yeah. intro. You know what I mean? So that consistency yeah. and, uh, you know, and, and focusing on that, that overall strategy is a lot of fun. Cool. So George, what are we doing? Yeah. Well, first of all, turning off game of Thrones, say it isn't so <laughs> please like, no, I'm just kidding. Here's the thing. <laughs> Education always trumps entertainment and hard work always works. So let's go ahead, quit messing around with this topic. Let's talk about committing to your strategy, all hands on deck. Let's hoist those sails and set a course for your company's growth voyage. Remington, let's dive into the navigational instruments. Let the people who maybe it's their first time viewing or listening know exactly what that's at. Or what it is, and let's move forward. Just like Wayfinders have charts, compasses, and chronometers, we want to make sure we give our audience the right tools to navigate themselves and set themselves up for success. So when we're, when we're sitting here talking about that commitment and that strategy, how do we really think about the tools and the things they need to think about to get started in, in charting this course? In terms of the tools um, um, that they need to keep in mind, like, Personally, like I think the most important tool that they need to keep in mind is their their frame of mind, because if like you can use, you know, all of these, you know, push button things, all these things that are going to assist you and all of those are important, right? You know, using all these tools to give yourself an advantage are important. But at the end of the day, like you're the one that's making that call. You're the one that's saying, yes, I'm going to make these sacrifices. Yes, I'm going to do what it takes. Yes, I'm going to put in that extra effort to make sure that my stuff stands out. Yes, I'm going to see this through. Like if you can't get your mind together, then nothing else is going to like you're not just going to luck out. Right. Mm. And part of being committed is is making sure that your mind is in the right place so that you can stay focused on that commitment. One of the things that I do um, is and I know it sounds like a little new agey, uh, but I, I meditate. And and the reason for that is because, you know, my my day to day experience is important to me. And being able to actually focus so that I can hold everything together is also extremely important to me. So I think the number one tool that people should nurture and make sure that they're taking care of is is what's inside of their head. Mm. 
That's mm. a great point. Nick, Nick is my brother from another mother. I'm telling you right now, that was some dope stuff right there. Now, Nick, <laughs> I, I do have a question, though, because I want to dig into this thing around consistency. And, and honestly, I want to dig into your brain, A, because of what you just said, but B, because I know that sometimes I battle with this thing. And I think with consistency or being committed, there's two conversations I want you to dive into. One is actually organization, right? And so maybe organizing your ideas as a content creator, organizing your process as a content creator. But then also, is there something special that you do? Because you're human, I'm human, Remington's human, the wayfinders that are watching this or listening are human. When you have that urge to like uh, Netflix and chill and watch season two of Iron Fist, but you realize you've got like 32 videos that you should do or a blog article you got to write. Is there some way that you like hook yourself back into being committed? So organization and how do you hook back into that commitment? This is going to, this is going to seem like a really simple answer, but I just ask myself what's most important and what's going to bring me the most benefit. And, and I'll be honest, you know, sometimes, cause you guys know how it is. You're on it. You know, like sometimes it's like, you know what, right now actually stopping what I'm doing and consuming Netflix for like an hour or two might be the best thing for me right now because I need to kind of get away from this so I can come at, come back at it with a, with a fresh perspective here in like an hour or two. You know, in some cases that's the right decision, but in a lot of cases just saying, you know what, I'm actually just going to sit down and I'm going to work on this for 10 more minutes, which will get you back into the groove, so to speak, um, typically is a lot more effective than than taking that break. But, you know, you just have to you just have to make that call and, and decide what it is. that's the most important thing to do, because, you know, at the end of the day, every every one of those tiny little actions that we take are the things that end up making up our lives. Um, I have on my laptop back here. It's actually not on, um, but I have a, a quote on there that I remind myself every day that says, um, do something today that your future self will thank you for. Mm -hmm. And when I have those decisions to make and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, you know, like, hey, you know, should I do this or should I do this? I'm thinking about, you know, quotes like that. I'm thinking about, you know, if, if I do this, is this going to add anything to what it is that I'm doing? Is this going to add anything to anybody that's around me? You know, if it's going to add to a relationship, and it's like, hey, I'm going to go you know, hang out with some friends or, hey, I'm going to take my girlfriend to a movie or something or, or to dinner so we can have some, some of that time to add to the relationship. Yeah, you know, that's definitely something that's worth it. Um, but if it's not going to add value to me or to other people in some way, then in that case, it's better focusing on the things that I can you – know, th that will make that future me look back on now and be like, hey, high five, dude. I appreciate it. You know, like that's what I'm going for. Yeah, 100%. So when we're looking at um, – you know, so the big thing around – the topic here is we've got, you know, goals uh, that is kind of the underspoken thing because the strategy helps you get there. Um, so that's, that's really big. I, um, I say it all the time at the office impact with every interaction, like with anyone, right? right. So making sure that we got something, uh, something to deal with here, but the big, you know, the, the big thing that I'd love to kind of unpack a little bit. So I know, you know, I've owned the agency for 10 years. We had a lot of conversations next or last week at a conference, the inbound conference in Boston. They're like, oh, like how long have you been in business? And I was amazed at how many people were like, wow, 10 years, right? And and I'm like, well, you just asked me how I got here. And I said, it took 10 years. You know, <laughs> like that's kind of where, where that's at. But when you're when you're working on building out this strategy and then like that commitment to sticking to it, 100% there, how did you define what um what you needed to try and accomplish like what were some of those questions you asked yourself 
for me, um, this this actually comes from a handful of different directions, and and I'll actually take it back a little bit just for the sake of context. Yeah. So the thing that actually got me onto YouTube in the first place, I've been working for myself in some form or, or other since I was like 19. But the thing that actually got me onto YouTube in the first place is um, I came over to Thailand and I was doing uh, I joined my brother's graphic design company and then we started doing it together. Um, but we had some very difficult clients and those clients basically sucked the fun out of what it was that we were doing because we were both creatives. We both love you know design and all that stuff. But those difficult clients were making it to where we didn't even want to we didn't even want to turn on the computer. And we were having a conversation like, man, we don't want to you know, I don't want to do this anymore. And we were like, "Okay, well, what should we do? And neither of us had an answer. And that sent us both on, you know, these different paths in terms of exploring different things that we could do. And YouTube was one of those things that um, that came up. Now, when it when it came to YouTube, my initial thought was, "Okay, the first thing I'm going to do here is I'm just going to make videos and I'm going to try to get people on an email list. That was like mission number one. And sure. at the time, you know, I didn't know what I was doing, you know, just like everybody else. I was like, I'm just going to put up videos. Um, I had some experience with uh, blogs and things like that in the past. So I said, OK, I'm going to put up some videos. I already know how to rank things in search. So I'm going to apply that um, to YouTube. And then that's how I'm going to get traffic, funnel people into the email list and so on. And what happened is after a handful of videos, um, I got another opportunity to work on another channel. And I said, OK, well, I'm going to abandon this channel. and I'm going to go work on that channel for the next like you know nine months or whatever. And I did that. And then when I came back to my channel, everything that I'd learned on working on that other YouTube channel um, was stuff that I was able to apply to my current channel. And I knew that from launching that channel, I knew that when I come back to this channel and l- let me back this up even more, um, when I come back to this channel, I have to make this channel work because – with the other channel that I was doing, I always came to the dis- came to this crossroads to where I said, okay, I, I have this choice to where I can do this work for these difficult design clients or I can make videos. And I always defaulted to making videos because I saw the <laughs> opportunity there. I just didn't really know, you know, like, like all the pieces weren't there yet, but I saw it. You know what I mean? Sure. And um, – uh, it, and because of that, you know, my design business started suffering like more and more and more because I would always pick that route. And when I came back to my current channel, I said, okay, before I make another video, I have to sit down and I have to figure out exactly what it is that I'm trying to get to. And I have to literally draw out a roadmap in terms of like assets that I'm going to need in order to make that happen. And I literally reverse engineered the entire thing. Now, in fairness, you know, there's been other opportunities that have come my way that I didn't I could have never even, you know, I couldn't have planned out if I would have, you know, if I would have tried to plan it out. But but that initial plan, though, is the thing that um, that that got it started. And that was my my driving line, so to speak, in terms of keeping me on the right path. Hey, this is the content that I need to make, because in order to reach this goal here at the end, this is the content that's going to pull in the right people that's going to help me reach that particular goal. So basically, it was sitting down, drawing out that roadmap um, that that literally has taken me through that entire process. So so, you know, sitting down, making that plan and saying, you know, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. What is it exactly? And be as specific as you can. These are the dollar amounts that I need. These are the people that I need to be in front of. This is the type of content that I need to make. These are the side businesses that I'm going to need to help support what it is that I'm doing here. Like when you start putting all of those pieces together, then you know exactly what it is that you have to do. And that's another thing that can help with that commitment, that can help with that focus. Because when you have the plan, you're not just kind of bouncing all over the place. You're, every single move that you make is another step towards achieving what it is that you originally set out to do. And, and with awesome. that also, like, an, like a, a, an interesting thing here, and this is another thing that you always hear in stories like this, is 
as the design business was dying and as I was focusing more on YouTube and I came back to this channel, I was like, hey, I have to make this work. The funny thing that happened is literally the design business got so low that that I was like, uh-oh, th this is like if things go bad here – because I'm in Thailand, right? So it's like if things go bad here, I can't just go and get a job to tide me over, right? I have to pack up, literally change my entire life and go back to the States and try to get a job there. I can't just go get a job somewhere. It's illegal, right? So so I'm like, okay, my, my business here is going down and my my YouTube business, it just wasn't taking off yet. But because I was following that plan, because I didn't deviate, what happened is as soon as the design business was to the point to where I – I mean I'll be honest. I was freaking out. But as soon as it got to that point to where I was like, man, what am I going to do? That's when the YouTube business started picking up and, and literally just completely overtook it. And, and now it's way better than the design business uh, than the design business ever was. But it wouldn't be that way if I wouldn't have set out and said this is exactly what I need to do and this is exactly what it is that I'm going to do. And if I didn't actually um, get those goals in place so that I could set myself in motion. Sure. Charting the course. Love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's that's really awesome, and and thanks for sharing that. I think there's a couple big things that we that I look forward to unpacking on the next episode. But the big the big thing here is, you know, um, you know, everyone says that uh, you know, in order to win the war, you got to burn the boats. <laughs> that yeah. you came on, you know, yeah. it's it's a similar it's a similar scenario. I remember when I first started too, you know, it was was doing a little bit of two different businesses. And then finally, when the rubber really met the road was when we were like, well, that one's not going to work anymore. It doesn't fit the lifestyle. Right. And then we were like, we have to, we have to point somewhere. And so, um, so yeah, that's a, that's a really great story. And I think that, I think that people need to realize now, tell me real quick, and then we'll move on to the next section about how long is that time frame of the, that recollection? Cause that sounded like it was about 65 seconds, but, <laughs> but like in general, like what are you talking about in regards to that from Holy crap, I should really kind of focus here to actually like seeing that momentum happen just for our audience to understand some perspective. Roughly, roughly about two years. Um, so, yeah. so when I, yeah. So when I came back to the, when I came back to the current channel, um, with the plan, I was like, okay, you know, now I got to start uploading more and, you know, things like that in order to make all this happen. Um, so basically I came back and, um, I started working that plan. And then shortly after I started working that plan, I would say maybe six months, uh, six months, then, then you could start to see the numbers start to hockey stick, um, so to speak in store in, in terms of the, uh, the growth, of what was happening. That's awesome. So I'll tell you, I'm not ready to go to the next section yet because there's a couple of things I want to I want to add some context to the conversation we're having for those people that are like, well, what are we even talking about? So so, Nick, um, everybody knows when you start a channel, right, you have zero subscribers. So, yes. since we're talking about growth, like really? how, how many subscribers? <laughs> yeah, you start with zero people. Everybody starts with zero. How many subscribers do you have to your YouTube channel right now? Um, right now I'm somewhere, I'm like 265, 266, I think. So somewhere right in that range, 265,000, 266,000, yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're like 200. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was waiting for the K. I was waiting for the K to hit the end of that, right? So you, obviously um, the growth has worked. The the staying the course has worked. The thing that I, and, and Remington, I agree, I can't wait to unpack on the, the next episode where we actually talk about the things that we learned here. But there is one thing that I want to pull out before I go on to the next section that just happened. And that's the fact that Nick was talking about being consistent and being committed and staying the course. And he said, and with a smile, I might add, 
And there have been things that have come along the way that I would have never been able to map out. And there's a mindset and a mentality that I want all of the viewers and listeners to understand about this. Because what typically happens with human beings is when another opportunity comes along, they shoot off and they run to the right. And then they're like, oh, crap. And they come back and they start being consistent again. And then they shoot off to the left and, oh, crap. And they come back and they start being consistent again. I want you to have the mindset, and I can tell that this is what Nick has been doing, A, because I've been stalking him on the internet. No, I'm just kidding. I just, yeah. I'm just i one of the subscribers, no, right? But I can, I can see <laughs> that what he's doing is the mindset of, okay, this thing has come along, and this thing has come along, and let me go ahead and run and carry these things with me in the course that I am trying to get into. If it doesn't fit to come along for the ride, then it's not a good fit. And we truly, truly yes. need to understand that as people who are trying to grow businesses. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox. We're going to talk more about that in the next episode. Trust me. This week's episode is brought to you by Impulse Creative. Our website and marketing audits, our video marketing audits. Look, if you're doing stuff in your business – and you want to make sure you're getting 100% ROI, return on investment, then make sure you reach out to us. We will help you with your content strategy. We will help you build out this plan to be consistent and committed to exactly what we're talking about, and that is using content to grow your business, relationships to grow your business, and in a super smart way. Remington, charting the course, I'll ask the first question. You can follow it up. Nick, when we talk about this kind of commitment, consistency, content creation, growth, audience, community, I, I want us to – and first of all, there's – that's a lot of stuff we're talking about, by the way. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, so, so, but, but it is a good juicy bundle. I want you to think of this in two different ways because for you it's super easy probably to think of it as the lone ranger kind of content creator and this is who should – I should be the captain of my own ship. But I also want you to think about businesses that you've helped in the past and, and when it comes to being committed and creating this content, who do you usually see if they are the captain of the ship or should be the captain of the ship that they see the most kind of um, success, if you will? So, so to reframe that question, are you asking me like, like who is the like who's driving the ship, so to speak? So, like, like who do I think is the most important person to drive the ship? In my opinion, it's the audience or the customer, because like that's the person that we're serving. So, like for example, like one of the things on YouTube, and and like I recommend everybody go through the YouTube Creator Academy for reasons like this. So, inside of YouTube, um, and the Creator Academy is free. It's 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 given by YouTube. Um, but in the Creator Academy, they they have a thing, right? Because everybody's you know always talking about you know the YouTube algorithm, and and that's kind of like an overwhelming thing for people that are on YouTube. You know, like if you're not in this thing, like let's say that you're some guy that's been working in a factory for ten years, and and that the, the whole like marketing thing and algorithms and like computer speak just isn't in your wheelhouse right now. And then you know you get hit with all this like algorithm stuff and all that. It just doesn't make sense. But but what I want you to focus on is is YouTube says in the YouTube Creator Academy they say. Instead of instead of worrying about what the algorithm likes, think about what your audience likes. And if you make videos that your audience likes and they watch, the algorithm will follow, which basically tells us that YouTube is a responsive system based on what the audience likes. They publicly say this all over the place in a bunch of different forms. But, you know, in every situation, in any business, in any, you know, situ any social media situation, you know, it's always the the people 
that are dictating what is actually what is actually happening, with the exception of governments. <laughs> but but in terms of in some cases, but um um but you know in in any situation like that, it's always it's always our audiences, it's always our customers that are that are kind of. Um, um, that, that we're kind of responsive to. Of course, we have to drive our own, you know, we have to drive our own path and we have to say, hey, is this in line with what we're trying to do? And we have to actually get ourselves in front of the right customers. But then once we get ourselves in front of the right customers, we have to make sure that we're serving, you know, what it is that they want, what it is that they need um, in order to help them along with what it is that they're doing so that we can succeed as well. So really great points there. So when we're talking about, um, when we're talking about that in regards to you're already creating some content, but making the captain the ship to customers. I love that. I think that's amazing. What if a company's not creating content specifically for YouTube, or we could go more general with just content in general? Who do you think should drive that initiative forward in a company? You mean like in terms of like the company structure? Yeah, well, yeah. Like, or or an individual even. Yeah, like who within a company do you think should be like really like moving that forward? in regards to showing its importance. Oh, well, I think I think definitely like it starts at the top and trickles down. You know, like okay. if the if the if the you know, if the person running the company isn't on board, if they're not fully in tune with what's going on in terms of, you know, what's the most important thing for the company, what is it that's going to make this whole thing flow? If they're not in tune with that, then the whole thing's going to break. Um, I mean, you see yeah. that happen, you know, all the time, you know, in companies all over the world. So uh, so, yeah. So without question, you know, the, the person that's running the company needs to be the leader of the ship. But they also need to realize that the they're on a boat of customers. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. 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 I love yeah. that. See, it's, it's funny. Like most of the guests, you get about halfway through and they start referencing like boats and anchors and boats. buoys. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so much fun when we hit that part. Here, here's trying the to other, work it in. Yeah. 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 In. Here's the other fun part that I'm super curious about because in my own mind, which is a dangerous and scary place, I think that this would probably be a very short conversation, but I'm interested to see Nick your thoughts on it and that is like when you think of consistent strategized content like where have most companies journeyed up to this point most companies have no idea what it is that they're doing when it comes to content. I mean, I'll just say what it is. That's why they need people like you guys. That's why they need, well, I don't do consulting anymore, but when I did, that's why they need people like me because, you know, people that do that kind of stuff, people that that do content because companies are busy dealing with like their products and their services. Yeah, they have marketing teams and all that stuff, but most companies have no clue what to do when it comes to social media in general and especially when it comes to video content. Um, I'm actually I actually just got out of a contract recently um, because I took on this deal. Great deal and uh, uh, and I mean it was a fantastic deal, but at the end of the day the the people that I that I was working with had no idea like they have their impression of, hey, this is what we want the content to be. This is what we this is how we want everything to work. But they weren't taking the advice in terms of, yeah, well, you know, this isn't Google. I mean, it is Google, but I mean, this is YouTube. It works in a different way. There's like a whole different thing that you have to do here that you don't do in traditional marketing. And they just couldn't get their heads around it. So I was like, you know what? This isn't going to work because you clearly like like you're 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 creating a huge roadblock here that I'm never going to get mm -hmm. around. So unless you release that roadblock, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to call this quits. And um, and that's what happened, because most companies, uh, in my opinion, they, they just don't they don't get it because they're focused on their products. You know, and I and I understand that, you know, like I I wouldn't tell Coke how to make Coke. Right. So I don't think that Coke should tell, you know. 
Like if they're working with a consultant, Coke shouldn't tell that consultant, hey, this is how we want you to make videos. They should let the consultant tell Coke, hey, this is how you make videos. This is what I'm a professional at. So so listen to that person that you're working with. Yeah, yeah, sure. So you, you just said something very interesting. So you said um, we're not here to sell products. So unpack that a little bit more because where I'm, where the next question kind of rolls into is like, so where do companies really need to get to when they're talking about their strategy and like what what does success look like in regards to maybe the type of content or like certain metrics they should be looking at? But um, yeah. tie that in. Go ahead. Yeah, the, all of that is dependent also. Like like some companies will also look at it like, OK, well, we're going to gauge this on nothing more than views and subscribers, which is completely the wrong thing to look at. Like you need to be looking at, you know, like if you're if you're trying to get like brand awareness out there, yes, views are important, but your subscriber count doesn't, doesn't even like really matter. You know what I mean? And, and in terms of the actual content that you're making, you know, you're not making content that is just like instructional content on, on, on your particular products. You're, you're trying to get your product in front of people in whatever means that that means that might be making videos that are, that are not related to instructional materials about your content, but something to where you could just insert your products from time to time. Um, or it could be just, Hey, we're going to give away all of this free information about what it is that we do so that we can just mention every couple of videos. We're going to mention, Hey, this is, you know, this is what we're doing. We're going to show our stuff. We're going to show us using um, our particular products as well. Instead of just saying, Hey, every video needs to be a tutorial on how to use our stuff. Hey, we sell ink pens. So every single video needs to be about, you know, how awesome our ink pens are and how, you know, all the different <laughs> ways that you can write with our ink pens, you know, it needs to be, you know, you need to think of the customer first and think about, okay, what can we make content about? To where people are maybe they're going to need ink pens somewhere in that content to where we can introduce our ink pens to those people through the content that we're making instead of making every single video about an ink pen. Reminds me of that Sharpie, that Sharpie Pinterest board way back way back when a few episodes back. You remember that, George? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was I mean, Sharpies. it was cool, but what absolutely. was it? Yeah, so Sharpie, rather, their I believe it's their Pinterest. Um, the Sharpie has like this entire inspiration board where people have done crazy art, and it's all basically done with a Sharpie. But nice. they don't like there. There isn't pictures of their Sharpies other than like artistically placed right next to the graphic that was done by the artist. It's pretty sharp. Beautiful. It's pretty neat. Yeah, clever, clever. Yep, yep, yep. I love that you just yeah, said. Yeah, that's it a was great pretty... example of put. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a great example of putting that content out there to where, you know, it's not video content, but it's putting that content out there to where it's something to where people will talk about it. You know, people will look at it and be like, wow, this is cool. And they don't feel like that product's being crammed down their throat. It's a compliment to what's going on instead of making it all about that actual product itself. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and Remington, I love the fact that you said it was pretty sharp when you were talking about sharp <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was That was clever. <laughs> clever. Yeah, probably I accident, but very clever. If we could have worked a, a boat reference in there, we would have been styling. Yeah. <laughs> And he just said styling. There you go. Um, <laughs> all right. So so now's the opportunity that you can get your weekly show notes and monthly deep dive newsletter. Every week, we're going to be sending you links to the tools we talk about, the free downloads, the resources, and everything you need in order to crush your company's success. So reach out to George or myself and head over to Wayfinding Growth pages and sign up today. Oh, yeah. You know what time it is. It's time for Captain killing it where we talk about somebody who is either killing it or hashtag failing on the interwebs and i decided to use this opportunity this fine opportunity 
to talk about, well, vidIQ. Hey, uh, Nick, why don't you raise your mug real quick? Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. get some TubeBuddy in this conversation. If, if TubeBuddy's going to be brought up, we definitely got to talk about – or, I mean, if the IQ is being brought up, we definitely <laughs> have to talk about TubeBuddy as well. Yeah, there you go. I figured I would try to explode the internet because I know Nick and a bunch of other creators love TubeBuddy. I love TubeBuddy as well. He's even throwing a sticker up right now, which you can't see because the camera's on me, so booyah. But I did want to take an opportunity really to pull out one person uh, from the vidIQ team, and that is Rob. Um, much like I I swear, this is going to sound like I have no life, but much like I watched probably four or five hours of Nick's content, uh, several months ago and now have been just kind of dripping it in as it's been coming out. I found myself binging on Rob's content and some of the things that they're talking about over there at vidIQ. Plus, if you had not had an opportunity to check out the tool, check out that tool, check out TubeBuddy. The, the, at the end of the day, make sure you're using a tool to be able to measure your success. Hey, I'm even going to throw a third thing in the ring that just happened today because I know some of our audience, and that is we just released a video on how HubSpot, that's right, the marketing automation platform HubSpot now has YouTube beta analytics version in it, and it's pretty stinking dope. Anyway, Rob, you, sir, you find, sir, are this week's captain killing it on our podcast. Remington, where are we heading next? Yeah, so the next section is the Bermuda Triangle. So this can sound pretty hairy, but it is, you know. So what are we, what I want to try and <laughs> get into from here from the bald is, so, guy. Harry from the bald guy. Can anybody else just realize that that happened? It can get pretty hairy from the bald guy. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. We're done with Scrabble words. On to innuendo. Um, but so what makes this impossible for companies? So – and we can talk from a content perspective. So I know you referenced a little bit earlier about you know being too product – uh, too product centric and obviously not going to be getting too many results from that. What makes this impossible for companies that are trying to take this voyage? So, so you're saying what makes creating content impossible? Sure. Yep. Well, I, I think it's the technical hurdles because, you know, like okay. a lot of people, you know, like they, 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 they think that they have to put out these huge amounts of money um, to these content houses in order to, in order to get, you know, decent content made. But the funny thing is, is you can get away with, you know, a, a DSLR, a decent microphone, and, you know, like a ring light, and one of the people in your office that has a, you know, relatively good personality in terms of camera presence, and uh, and, and put them in one of your offices, so to speak, and, and just start, you know, talking about, you know, things that might lead your customers to your product, or just things that might help your customers in some way, so that you can, you know, eventually lead them to what it is that you're doing. But I think it's the technical hurdles in terms of actually putting that together, um, and I think that, um, it's also just the plan, not knowing what to do. You know, it's like, hey, yeah, we, we know that we need to make videos, but we have no idea what type of videos we should make. We have no idea, you know, how to put it all together in terms of like a strategy. We don't even know what a content strategy is. Um, so like, how does all of that stuff work? And especially when it comes to YouTube, because, you know, like with YouTube, just like, you know, Facebook and everywhere else, which is kind of like a different monster. But with YouTube, you know, you have like the whole playlist thing and you have, all of that, and, and you have the the searchability of the content. So so you know, cr being able to to kind of force watch time by creating binge watching sessions, by you know putting playlists together that make sense, marking those playlists as series so that they're more likely to be suggested next to each other and things like that. All of those are things that if you're just coming into it, you don't even know any of that stuff even exists. You're looking around on the inside and you're like, playlist? What's the okay playlist? I know a playlist from like Netflix. 
So I know what a playlist is, but they don't really know, you know, how to how to use it properly, how to make it work, you know, to to their biggest advantage. They don't know about, you know, hey, in my descriptions, I need to make sure that I'm putting links to other videos that are relevant, so I can get more views and watch time from those, so that I can grow more authority on my channel. They don't know any of that stuff, and I think that that just the the platform itself is is it's just intimidating. So they have the technical side of the platform, they have the technical side of making the content, they have the talent side. Hey, who in our office? is going to be our front man who in our content or who in our office is going to be our front woman who's who is going to actually be the face of our company and represent us in a, in a proper way those are very scary decisions that that people uh that people definitely have to make and i think that all of those things combined are definitely um a huge hurdle for people that are wanting to get into content especially companies to where their reputation is on the line for what it is that they're uh for what it is that they're doing hmm that's some interesting stuff. Remington, we really should find a front man for our company. Like, just kidding. Anyway. I think we have 14 of them. Yeah. I think we have 14 of them. <laughs> so here's the Sounds thing. Sounds like a football team. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Yeah. right? So here's here's the thing. So let's drill this down a little bit. And I, knowing what you said in the beginning of the show and understanding you fundamentally as uh, an individual and kind of how you're built, Nick, I think I know where this might go. But I want to go a little granular and think about the, the person who is creating the content or the person who gets picked to be that front guy or gal. Um, you know, what is the pirate to watch out for? in this whole content creation process? Um, I would say it's a team of pirates. Um, I would say that, that, that fear is one. Um, I think that being um, too self-conscious about, about being in front of the camera is another one in terms of, you know, just second guessing everything that you're doing. Oh, you know, I don't know. People are going to think I'm stupid if I say this, or people are going to think I'm stupid if I put myself on camera. Um, I think that's another one. And then once you actually start making content and you get into that grind, um, I think burnout. Um, is another very big pirate. I think burnouts, you know, like he's up there with a whip, you know, smacking on the other two saying, you know, hey, you know, <laughs> keep, uh, you know, keep, keep it going. But I, I like uh, burnout is, is a very real thing. And, and it's a very um, it, it can it can blindside you, so to speak. Yep. And I think that when it comes to making content and being on the grind in terms of making videos all the time, um, I think that that burnout can be a very big pirate that can put a big shadow over the whole thing. But that's where, you know, working with other people, building teams and, and just actually like building bridges to other creators. Right. And saying, you know, Hey, instead of, instead of being this like one man show to where I'm doing all this stuff, which you, you know, which you may be, but just saying, okay, instead of being that, that one person that's like running this whole department in a company sense, or this one person that's making um, the content, you know, like at home to, to get their business kickstarted or whatever, or to bring more awareness to their business or whatever they're doing. Instead of being that person that's doing it by, by themselves, join Facebook groups of other creators, you know, go into live streams where other creators are hanging out, you know, network with other people, go to events and talk to other creators because you will quickly learn that, you know, we're all going through similar things. We're all having similar struggles. We're all, you know, really we're like-minded, you know, like the people that do this, like it's a, it's a pretty awesome community. I was having a conversation with my brother the other day. And we were talking about how cool this whole thing is just being, you know, in this world of content creators because, you know, like there's – it takes something. You know what I mean? Like there's a certain kind of person 
that will put themselves on video and will just like do whatever, right, or say whatever. That will just put themselves out there like that. And it's awesome that all of us that do that get to do this and we get to have fun with it and we get to make all these videos, do these shows and do these live streams that people, you know, all over the world are going to, are going to consume. Um, it's just a, it's just an amazing opportunity that we have in terms of reaching other people and in terms of, you know, connecting with other like-minded people in terms of other creators that are doing this. But kind of what I'm getting to here, cause I've, I've went all over the place with this, but kind of what I'm getting to is, you know, that, that burnout pirate, Right. Like if you if you start feeling that way or, or to prevent that, you know, go and join some Facebook groups of other content creators Tube ritual is, is a fantastic one. Um, uh, that's a, a friend of mine has that one. But, um, uh, you know, join Reddit communities around people that are making content and things like that and 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 network with other content creators. It's so important because that takes you from being that one man show to being like, OK, hey. A lot of other people out there understand what it is that I'm doing. A lot of other people out there understand the struggles that I'm going through, especially, especially once you are like when you're just getting started. Like if you're just getting yeah. started and you're going through that thing, how we were talking about earlier in the show, we're talking about staying the course and, you know, make and staying dedicated to it. If you can if you can get around other people in these communities that are also dedicated, then it's kind of like a like a thing that happens to where you start getting that accountability. To where you know you're in the group and then other people in that group are watching your videos and it's all like oh well I gotta make sure that I'm that I'm uploading now because now I've got all these people in this group that you know my peers that are saying like you know hey I noticed you didn't upload a video the other day you start getting tweets oh hey you missed a live stream <laughs> and you know what I mean and and it just kind of helps you hold everything together because you are you know amongst other people like you that are doing uh, similar things and that can just be refreshing to to be able to just reach out to somebody and just talk to somebody and say hey this is what my stats look like. Um, like you guys were saying at the beginning of the show, you know, how long did it take you for that momentum to start happening? You can talk to that person or those people. Hey, my channel's starting to lift up right now. Hey, my Facebook my Facebook campaign is really starting to go well. You know, how are things looking for you right now? Is it has there been an algorithm shift? You know, are you seeing did you see a drop here last Thursday and and have you recovered since? And you know, like little things like that. When you're hanging out and, and openly communicating with other creators, um, it can be really advantageous and help you beat that burnout pirate. Yeah, I got one thing I want to say to that because, well, first of all, maybe it's more than one thing. I always say one thing and then I do multiple things, but it is what it is. Like, yeah, I just it, did that actually. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's actually. all good. Well, you yeah. said team. As soon as you prefaced team, I was like, okay, let's buckle in. We're going to be here for a hot minute. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Like, it's not if you're going to get burnout. Like, if you are, if you're sitting here and you're focused on, I'm going to create content and I'm going to be committed. It's not if. You're going to suffer burnout. You will suffer burnout. Trust yeah. me. Like I create a, a pretty fair amount of videos and there are days where I am burnt out and I don't want to make another video. But because of what Nick said, and, and this is what I want everybody here, have a strategy, a micro strategy that you're going to implement when you feel that way versus getting to feeling that way and then being like, oh, like. I've never felt like this. I'm not really sure what to do. Yeah. Like think ahead of the game, right? This is this is playing chess, not checkers when it comes to creating this content in a very committed, consistent way anyway. And know that it happens to the best of us. Fear, 
Absolutely, and burn out without and, and a doubt. another thing too, because you talked about those those micro strategies, right? Another thing that that I think is really important in those terms um, is, you know, a, a lot of us we get focused on the numbers. How many views am I getting? How many subscribers am I getting? And we're comparing ourselves to other people, and you know what they're doing, and we may be doing better, we may be doing worse, but you know, like we have that whole thing going on. What I what I encourage people to do is is create like like micro successes. Um, just little tiny identifiers along your journey and do this when you're actually mapping out what it is that you're wanting to get to say, like, for example, for me, one of the things that was a, was a micro success for me is I wanted to be included in tweets with other people that I respected. So for me, like when that started happening, you know, it wasn't based on my subscriber count. It wasn't based on my views. For me, that was one of those things like, oh my God, it just happened. I got, I got included in, in a tweet with this person. And, and for me, you know, that was just like a little micro success, but it could be somebody mentioning you on social media somewhere, somebody that you don't know, you know, saying, oh, hey, check out this video or, hey, check out this Facebook post or, hey, check out this blog post that this person wrote. Hey, you need to go watch this person's live stream. Like whatever those little things are that, that might be important to you, like chart your success based on those instead of solely looking at the numbers. I mean, of course, mm. you know, if, if the numbers are monetary, of course course, you got to make a living. So you have to make sure that you're focused on those numbers. Um, but in terms of all of the other social stuff that a lot of us get caught up on, you know, focus on your monetary goals and focus on those little micro successes along the way um, so that you can make sure that that you're, you know, th that you stay on the course on those things instead of getting overwhelmed um, by all the big numbers that you see. Love it. So what I heard with all of that with both of you guys is you got to have a North Star and you yeah. got to figure out <laughs> You got to figure out all the different points in order to get there. So that's fantastic. So, Nick, I want to take a second to thank you for being on the show. This has been a lot of fun. Can't wait to do it again. Um, yeah, why my don't pleasure. You give us, thank you. Take, yeah, take a, take a couple minutes here and, and talk to people about how they can connect with you and, and, you know, just a little bit more about you before we button this thing up. Um, you can find me um, for any reason at nicknimmon.com. That's the easiest way. Um, and then, of course, um, my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash nicknimmon. Um, and in both of those places, it's N-I-C-K-N-I-M-M-I-N. Um, but I also do a podcast um, every Wednesday with Owen Video called the Business of Video Podcast, um, which George was actually on. Um, so that's a live show that we record and a podcast. And um, every Saturday with my brother D, who also has a YouTube channel, um, every Saturday with my brother D, we do a live stream called Nimmin Live um, every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Now we're going to vid summit um, here in October, so we won't be doing them, um, you know, while we're in transit. Um, but once we're over there, then we'll still be doing it. But um, but I encourage you. If you are starting a YouTube channel, you're starting to make videos, I really encourage you to come over and join the community um, during those Saturday live streams because, one, the community that is around the Saturday live streams is, is absolutely amazing. It's a, it's a community full of positive creators that are always encouraging each other to, to, to do better, to learn more. Um, and to keep going. Um, and in addition to that, we're also giving like YouTube tips and we're just, you know, we just have a good time um, on the show, but it's a really supportive community. So I really recommend that you come over um, and you hang out. That's every Saturday on my YouTube channel um, uh, at 9 a.m. Eastern. Mm. Can I get an amen for positive learners? I'm just going to throw that out there yeah. as we close this up. Hey, community, thank you for your engagement. Thanks for watching or listening to the show. You know, head over to iTunes if you are a listener. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Well, four stars or some nice words. Whatever you want to do, we'd love to see it <laughs> over there. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button, the bell for instant notifications. we just like to know that you're part of the community. Make sure you share this content out with your other fellow Wayfinders. And until next 
next time, make sure you're doing all you can do to leave the dock of mediocrity and set sail for your success.